Welcome to our community. This is Saratova Beth Motivation. This is part three of Motivation in Parsha Shaisen. Because as we said in the past audios, we have a revolution going on in the field of motivation. Um, once upon a time, it was the guy with the stick who said, you better do it or else. And now it's the advisor who, the, the, who brings you to a deep inner understanding and a deep inner will to do it. So that's a very that's a very general statement. Let's let's unpack it a little bit, and the and and we're going to see how prophecy. We're going to begin to touch on prophecy. How prophecy comes into the world in this way too. All of this that we're going to talk about that sounds very highfalutin is all about becoming a vessel, a proper vessel for the revelations of Mashiach time. What does that mean? So we always said. You take lukewarm oil, you put it in a cup, that's fine. You can store it away. But if you take boiling oil, you pour it into a plastic cup, it destroys the cup. We did this yesterday. We know that idea. We need a cup. High revelations are coming into the world. That's clear. What we went through this year, first half of the year, awful stuff. Yidin did not feel safe. From Purim on, Quarantine, quiet world. We've said this a million times. Very holy times. Very difficult times. Times of mysterious message. And then chaos in the world. And then this last phase of the year, what's it about? We'll see by the end of the year. All phases in big, a very, very big transition. All for the purpose of us becoming vessels for the revelation. We said Coming year is not just Tupshin Pei. Year is the most Tupshin Pei Aleph. Speaking out to the world about Alufa Shalaylam. How do you become a vessel for that? First of all, you're going to speak to the world in the coming year, starting with this Elul, about Alufa Shalaylam. And the world is going to reflect that back to you. Every speak, every word you speak out to the world in this coming year, from Elul on, Rishchidosh Elul on, it's going to come back to you. And we'll, we'll talk about that when it comes to Rosh Chaydish Thursday. And, and so at the same time, it's, the world is going to be reflecting back to you what you're speaking, what we're speaking. We want to be a vessel. There are going to be very high, very holy lights, very powerful lights coming down. They are, aren't always going to be seeming to be in sync with holiness. But there are going to be very intense lights coming down. I mean, it's been an intense year. How much more intense can you get? For such intensity, you need a very strong vessel. Stainless steel, unbreakable plastic, you know, something that can't break anymore. Nothing. We, we don't have room for anything delicate anymore, just dirty, dirty, because it's a wild ride. You know, you're going to be jumping around on the donkey, on the, yeah, hoo-ha, hee-ha, on the, whatever it is, riding on that donkey. We're riding on the wild horse, and it's a wild ride, and you need a sturdy saddle to hold you on. With Put your feet in the stirrup. Hold on for dear life, because it's going to be a wild ride. You need a sturdy vessel, a sturdy seat to, you know, settle this down into. So how do you become what's called a keili muchan, a fifth vessel for this high, these high revelations that are going to be coming down in the ship time? How do you become a vessel for it? So here's the combination. Here's the answer. Because remember, also, we're in a time when there are high revelations. It's not 
hard. These It's not unheard of, but you get a lot of messages from above and people get these feelings and healing experiences and divine messages and all this stuff. The world's full of it. You know, full of that kind of stuff happening. People are getting downloads and feelings and ideas and inspirations and tradition and such stuff from above. How many of those people are grounded enough with a solid enough vessel to balance it out? It's not a highly balanced world, is it? When you look at the riot, it makes you think, again, this is my thought, it makes you think that the very lofty life that we were pulling down in those weeks of quarantine, we were doing some very deeply high spiritual things those weeks. And maybe the world wasn't enough of a vessel for it. And so those, those lights are various called the Sarivaskalad Konaharan, the revelation of the highest light. Chamishas Lapara, connected to Taro in the Chumash, the whole concept. Very wild, intense light coming down in a disorderly way. As soon as Shavuot came, boom! You could see the what those lights could look like down here in the world. Chaotic. It says that the revelations of that level, Kamishis Lapara, revelations of, of this type of Mashiach revelation, the revelation of wild, chaotic lights that are very lofty. And they're revealed in a very wild, chaotic way. Maybe this, the chaos of the streets was Seeing those lights finally hit the ground, boom, they're coming down, 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 as we're quarantining and we're filling the world with Tyra on all our Zoom things, Zoom for brains and all of that. And as those lights are finally coming down and they hit the sidewalk, they hit the pavement, boom, chaos. The lights were chaotic to begin with, but as long as they remained in the spiritual realm, only the very spiritually sensitive people felt what the chaos is. But there's a spiritual chaos going on. We saw it in the streets as soon as, you know, Shavuot. It hit the ground. What is Shavuot? Shavuot? Shavuot is whatever is above in the spiritual realm comes down to the physical world. It came down on the dot. Boom. Those wild chaotic lights came down, hit the, field, hit the, hit the pavement, and what did you see? Chaos on the streets. And what was the chaos about? Must be in the Kabul. Police. Shaitet and Shaiter. Shaiter, about the idea of Shaiter versus Yayat. That's what the chaos was about. Plus, plus, plus. They're saying, get rid of the Shaitrin, the policemen, and replace them with social workers, with your Yoatim. So, the message is coming from a very high place. Again, it's just it's not a balanced, grounded message. And they haven't created all of the vessels and the tools to actually back it up in this world. But their mazel is feeling something. And ultimately what they're asking for now will happen in Yemaisa Mashiach. It's not even that they're asking for it prematurely. They're not asking for it prematurely. They're just asking it for, without doing the work to back it up and make it workable. There's work that each individual has to do 
to bring that reality, to make that reality in the world stable and healthy versus crazy instead of crazy. So what can we do to stabilize the world now? The world is chaotic now. The chaos was up in the spiritual realm. And so we received the virus, which brings all spiritual to physical. And now that spiritual wild, the spiritual wildlife are down here in the world. What do we need to do? Make the vessels down here in the world bigger, wider, stronger, sturdier. Where do you begin? With yourself. And inspiring every self. It doesn't mean I sit, you know, at the top of the mountain in the lotus position for the next 30 years and think about myself. There's myself, who then speaks to yourself, who speaks to herself, who speaks to herself, who speaks to herself. All of ourselves, we're creating the vessels in ourselves, but we're working together. So all of ourselves, billions of ourselves, of sisters around the world, are working with each other to create a more grounded, solid vessel for these highlights, these high revelations. So how do we do it? It's a combination of the advantage of the shaifet and the advantage of the ayat. What does that mean? The shaifet, the lawmaker, is. The, sh- the lawmaker, the rule, the one who tells you the rule, he is going to tell you a rule that's probably a little bit out of your range. Otherwise, if it's basic to me, you know, how often do you call somebody up and say, oh, I have to tell you something amazing? Say what? Say, no, you'll never believe it. What? It's important to sleep every day. Imagine you call somebody up at 3 in the morning and say, oh, my goodness, I got this download. I'm so sorry. I had to wake you up, and I, ha- and I had to tell you this thing. It's very, very, very important. Say, okay, what, 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 what do you want to tell me? I was sleeping. They said, it's very important to sleep. You know, like Lahabdo in the hospital, Lalenu. You know, they wake the people up to tell them to go to sleep, right? <laughs> they wake them up at 6.30 to take their, to take their, their blood or something, and they say, you should be sleeping. Why? You know, you need sleep to heal. Oh, boy. <laughs> they wake you up to give you a sleeping pill. Right? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, wake up, wake up. Why? What do you want? Here's your sleeping pill. Right? So you wake somebody up in the middle of the night and say, I have to tell you this amazing thing. What? I read and I learned that it's very important for a person to sleep every day. A few hours. Oh, my goodness. You had to wake me up to tell me that? That's your chiddush? Yeah, amazing chiddush, right? No, that was not a chiddush. Thank you very much. So that's not the place. But these rules that come from above, they're the rules that are a little bit out of our range. I know this basic stuff. I know that I need to eat, sleep, and drink. This is basic for me. Don't waste your time telling me. The rule that you're going to tell me is something a little bit above me, like, don't eat these kinds of fruits at the same time as those kinds of fruits. That's already, oh, no. That's a rule that's a little bit above me. But when it comes to a Torah rule, the Torah rule will be something that, I have to stretch myself a little bit to it. So the, the downside of it is, oh, 
I just have to follow the rule. And, uh, it's hard. The upside of the shayfet, the one who gives you the rule, is he's coming, again, when we talk about a, a Torah rule, he's bringing what's called siwa milamayla. He's bringing a flow, a godly flow from above, which I would not be able to draw down by myself. He's giving me, prepackaged, a flow of godly energy from above that I don't know another way to get. I can't go to Walmart and order, I can't go online to Amazon and order a godly flow from, from above. They just don't sell it. So how will I get one? When the shaykh tells me a Torah rule that I have to follow, that I have to follow, I get prepackaged that very high lofty kayak from above. Great. Now I'm going to need that one. Because remember, I'm preparing myself in the entire world to take in these highlights of Mashiach. So it's good that somebody is going to give me access to these highlights of Mashiach. That's the shaita, the rule giver. Now the only thing is then I need somebody to work with me to make to get that internalized. I don't want to just talk about it. I want it I want to think up my soul in the deepest sense and my life with that rule so that it becomes basic again for me. And then I can go to the next thing. And the next. I want all of these very high lofty things to become my basic reality. Today it's everybody's basic reality that you can call Mary Jane in Australia as soon as she wakes up on your cell phone and it'll take about 10 seconds to connect or less. Or you can do a video call with her. This is basic. This wasn't always basic. Once upon a time it was a dream. We live in an era when we take all dreams and we pull them down till they're basic. Comes basic life. And then you go up to a higher dream and you pull it down so that becomes basic. And then you go and you pull a higher dream, something that's completely impossible, and you pull it down into this world till it becomes basic. One of the reasons that people do visualization and all of that, and Lahabdul, this is the purpose of a shaifet, of the one who teaches you the Torah rule, and they tell you, you have to keep this rule. I am telling you, God said, you have to keep this rule. You have to be, you nullify yourself to this rule. When you do, you get this high revelation. You get this high prayer. Great. That's one piece of what's going on with me. Then the Yayats comes along, my advisor. She works, she works with me so skillfully that I don't even notice her. And I don't know how I ended up changing and transforming. I just don't. And just somehow, I see myself to be a different... I, I, everybody says, wow, you're really different. I'm much more sturdy in, in, in being able to make these very lofty revelations my basic life. doesn't any longer feel like they're lofty. This is just the way I live. I'm going to give you an example. A family, once was coming from New Jersey, and... They came to the George Washington. They came to the George Washington Bridge, and it was packed with traffic. So one person in the car said to the to the driver, "Don't worry, 
we're just going to picture the cars dispersing. We'll be out of here in five minutes. It was an hour, you know, it was just nobody was moving. And so they said, we're just going to picture our car just lifting up above ground level about 30, 30 feet in the air and flying over all the other cars till it gets to the other side of the bridge on the FDR down there where it's, where there's no traffic and then coming back, coming down and we continue driving. And of course the driver said, you are seriously weird. And it annoys me to hear you talking like this. I can't stand when you get into these crazy moods where you come up with these Meshuggana ideas. It really is annoying, and you are seriously weird. And the other person said, okay, you can say whatever you say. This is what I'm going to picture. Say what you say, think what you think. This is what I'm going to picture. The, the traffic is going to disperse for us. We're going to be on the FDR in five minutes. So the driver is kind of saying, oh, my goodness, what kind of Lulu Pops am I driving with in this car? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Need some normal people in the car. Well, what happened? All of a sudden, the traffic just opened up. And the driver said, all right, there's your miracle. And the traffic just opened up. Nobody understood how or why. And five minutes later, they were on the FDR. And they almost didn't quite know how they got there. Right? So that's an example of the other per- the person who had this whole idea. They took a very lofty concept that, you know, we can bypass the traffic and we can do all these things. We live in a world of limitless possibilities. They made this a basic part of their life. This is just the way they live. The driver still lives more of the, the more, the, the older way. Probably the driver was masculine and the dreamer was feminine, no doubt. So the dreamer has kind of made this, this is the way they function. And it seems to go for them, you know? This is the way they function. Bringing down very lofty concepts, because when you're living bleak bull, when you're living with no limitations, and infinite, on the level of infinity. What is traffic? Traffic is a nothing. Who says traffic has to stop us? Traffic can just assist us in getting to the FDR over the bridge within five minutes. Why not? In the world of infinity, anything's possible. And it became possible. Almost, and really, they said, hey, how did we get here? I don't know. I was, because let's say they were busy kind of arguing about it for five minutes. So they were so focused on the argument that they didn't sort of really notice how they got there. They just were noticing that they were arguing. (laughs) They were arguing for five minutes, and he's at the wheel, and he's steering the wheel. And then five minutes later, they realize they're on the other side of the bridge. They're on the FDR, and they say, wait, how did we get here? But I don't know. We were so busy arguing, we we sort of didn't notice. That's how Hashem made the miracle. So this woman is bringing these ideas down. It becomes her basic life. Now she has to reach up and bring more lofty things down into her basic life. And her life starts to be more and more miraculous. Am I saying this is the way everybody should live? I have no idea. But more and more what we are need to do as we step into a crazier and crazier world is bring more of the... 
the bleak rule that the Rebbe is telling us about, the infinity that the Rebbe is telling us about into our basic life in a way that, you know, we sound normal. We want to sound normal. And, and so it, it takes a lot of skill. But there are people who do it and they say, ah, come on, limitations, 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 right? The Israelis say that. Ah, come on, limitations, limitations. I don't know, somehow it just, they fly through a lot of these things. That to be done in a grounded way. So this is, now who will get me there? My Gaius. My Gaius will inspire me with the ability to start to live this way on a day-to-day basis. And then the, the, the higher types of things that I haven't yet conquered, that becomes my next homework. The kind of things that aren't basic for my life. So, um, and there are many things, let's say, as Chabadniks that are basic for us that are not basic for the rest of the world. And so once it's basic, you, you reach up and you take another higher thing. So, you know, today it's not a wow, wow. You made a phone call to Australia? Wow. Meh. There are other wows. And we keep reaching up to a higher wow. So the point is that when we take the upside of a shaifet, which is there's a, there's a flow from above, when you listen to the, the shaifet, the rule maker, and the upside of the yayet, the advisor, the advantage of the yayet, that he, he takes she makes all this stuff communistic. She enables it to become internalized in you. So it's no longer just speech. It's no longer stuff you're just saying, but it actually becomes part of your life, your bones, your blood, your flesh, your very life, your very, the very fabric of your day. You put together these two things, you have a very powerful tool. Now you're set up to live in Gaula, which is what we're here to do. Set ourselves up to live in Gula. Say, hi, what's your name? And my name is uh, Chaya. So, Chaya, what do you do? Oh, I get myself ready for Gula. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you work as a secretary. Well, okay, that's what I do to make money. But what am I do? Like, what do I do with my life? I get myself ready for Gula. And the re- I get myself in the world ready for Gula. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that's honest. So. Once we have put these two tools together, the advantage of a of a of a, of a, a shaitan and the advantage of a yayet, the advantage of the rule giver and of the uh, advisor, then you no longer need police because police are only there when you're out of sync with your what your soul is seeing in potential. When you're out of sync with it. When you're out of harmony with your potential, you need police to say, do it now. When you're in synchrony, when you're in harmony with what your soul is seeing, and when the whole world is in synchrony with what their souls are seeing, when their souls are experiencing, their neshamas and their nefesh are experiencing the high revelations of Mashiach time, and they made it their basic reality, what do you need a policeman for? I have nothing to do. He's going to sit in his office all day and learn, look at this. <laughs> What's there for him to do? Remind you to be good? You're being good because your neshama 
wants nothing but that, and you've internalized it. The policeman has nothing to do. So the policeman is going out of business. As we go into Yemaisa Mashiach, the policeman, who's simply there as a temporary tool, the shaiter, the guy with the big stick who says, you better do it or else. Put it this way. Somebody, when you're at a, a, you know, you went to a fancy restaurant and you paid a lot, you paid a lot, uh, or you went to one of these fancy testimonial dinners and Five hundred dollars, you know, per 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 a couple, two hundred fifty dollars per person, and they have all this lavish food, and you paid a lot. It's not even a seduction. You went to one of these hotels, you know, these hotels, and you paid a lot of money for the weekend, and they give you a lot of food. When it comes to the dessert table and all the fancy, amazing desserts, I'm going to tell you one thing I've never seen. I've never seen it. What is the one thing you never see at a dessert table? Of a fancy dessert. You never see policemen there in uniform with a stick saying to the people, you'd better eat these desserts or else. Never saw it. I have never been to a wedding, a bar mitzvah, or uh, a... <laughs> have a restaurant, a, a resort, a hotel, a this, a that, and anything with a fancy, fancy dessert table. And I've never seen them hire policemen to stand in uniform saying, okay, everybody better eat these desserts or else. You don't need a policeman to force you to eat the desserts. You're going to do it on your own. Nobody has to force you. If the police comes, what's, what's he supposed to do? That's when you see these videos of the police coming and dancing with everybody else. He's going to force you to eat the dessert. You want to eat the dessert. He doesn't need to be there. The only time you need a policeman is when you don't want to eat, you know, you don't want to do something that you should be doing. So in Yemaisa Mashiach, following the laws of Tyra will be like the way you feel at the sweet table at one of these places. Boy, oh boy, you don't need any motivation to eat that stuff. You might need motivation to not eat it, but in terms of motivation to eat that stuff, you really don't need somebody to talk you into it. You must eat this stuff or else. No, 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 it's okay. You have your own inner motivation. It's called sugar craving. You don't need a policeman to force you. That's the way it'll be like be in Yemaisa Mashiach. So we can see how this, the policeman, the shaiter, is being squeezed out of the equation. Now remember that when the Rebbe first said this sicha, that we've begun the era, we're now ready, already in the era, in which the policeman has, is being squeezed out of the equation. You have the beginning of Vashiva Shertayich Rishayna Vyotayich Bring back your shaitim who, who will tell you the rules and your yo'at and your advisors who will get you to want it. Meaning, the Rebbe is implying that the policeman being out of the equation, that already began 30 years ago. We're in the midst of it. And so anything we're seeing in the world now, we could waste our time, and I also do, getting scared at the chaos on the streets, especially all the stuff that's going on, anti-police, etc., 
But at the same time, we want to at least tune into what the deeper kavana here is. I think Hashem wants us to be in awe of the fact that this nevua is starting to be fulfilled. The world, the world is starting to have a, a deep, a, an intense appetite for squeezing the policeman out of the equation, which leaves us with only one other choice. The yayik, the rulemaker and the advisor working together in you to make you into a fitting vessel for the revelations of Mashiach. And so, and, and as Rebbe, the way it's said is, when you have just a rulemaker, all the laws of Tyra that you need to take in, take, that you need to live with, they come as a decree. And we don't do well with decrees. You know, it's a gezerah that you have to do it. What's missing then, when that happens, when you have to do something, is it's not inner, it's not communistic, it's not from your deepest core. Um, it doesn't permeate your understanding. And so, if, if, if a rule doesn't permeate your understanding, there's always the, the possibility at some point of giving it up, of saying, I can't anymore, I'm not following this rule anymore. So that's the downside of just having someone tell you the rules. But then you have the advisor. If you only have an advisor, if you only have a social worker and no rules, the social worker says, do whatever you want. I'm here to support you. <laughs> do whatever you want. What's wrong with that? Then the kayak of Taira and the help from above is missing. So, for instance, today we live in a world, do whatever you want. You know, Medicaid will pay for... Da, da, da. One day you're this, the next day you're that, the next day you're a skyscraper, the next day you're a tuna fish sandwich, the next day you're, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Medicaid will pay for the, uh, the transformational operation, and your social worker will encourage you. You have to step into your truth. Today you want to be a grasshopper, fine. So, I mean, I don't want to make fun of it, but, but you're missing a piece here. The help from above the coat comes through Tyra. Without that piece, the, the social worker is only encouraging you to do whatever you want, which could be the most destructive thing. So there's more to life than just doing what you want. Do what you want as you synchronize, you, you, you harmonize your soul. You harmonize your truth from your soul. You know, speak your truth. What is your truth? The only real truth is the truth of your soul that is in harmony with the deepest truth of Tyra. Everything else does not merit the word truth, the name truth. Like you say, I spoke my truth. I hate. I told everybody in my family how much they're, I hate them and they're lowlifes. That's not your truth. Don't use the word truth on it. You want to say speak your message? Fine. Don't call it speak your truth. That's not speaking your truth. Your truth is what your deepest soul says, which is in harmony with the deepest truth of Tyra. That's your truth. And so, and so we, when we put together both of these, the advisor is, is hooking up, is, is, is harmonizing with the highest truth of Tyra, then you have a combination for Gaula, for a healthy world.
through the shaytayich and your shaytayich. Your the rule maker it becomes a, a personal relationship through the advisor who's there for you personally to guide you in your relationship with Tyra, in with real truth. Then the person becomes, in a way, if it's called Hislapshus Pninus. Hislapshus Pninus Mitziyus A deeply inward settling of the deepest, highest truth into you. Thinking up with your deepest truth. Um, and then, you no longer have to worry about, then you no longer need a policeman. Because you have the highest truth completely next to, married to, the deepest truth within your soul. And there's no space in between them. So where's the policeman going to squeeze in? There's no room. You become a living Torah, the crown of Torah. You become an expression of a walking expression of the deepest truths of Tyra, and your truth and Tyra truth become one truth. And then you become a powerful bastion of light that walks around the world and illuminates everybody else. And there's no room for a policeman there. And the policeman becomes your student and says, well, you know, I guess I'll give one of the kids, hey, kids, anybody need a policeman costume from Purim? And, he, and all the policemen give away their, their costumes, their uniforms to the kids for Purim, and they come and dance with you and celebrate your truth. And that's why you see these videos of policemen coming and dancing at Kasanas or whatever. They're celebrating the truth of Tyra truth. And so, why does it have to be Yotaych Vaksila? You begin with these advisors. Bring back the advisors like you had once upon a time. Why do you need these advisors? In order to imagine the person who's being advised by his advisor. You want that advice to go into a phenius. A deeply, you want him to have a deeply inner understanding and feeling for Tarmitsis and Yiddishkeit. So that it becomes a khil and a shar. In other words, it becomes a gateway for everything else. You become even a walking, not only a pillar of light, a walking gateway. People come into your presence and it, en- it enables them just by being near you to walk through a doorway to the next step in their life. You become a walking gate. They see you and they walk away feeling like they just walked through a doorway into the next phase of their life just by being around you. It doesn't remain something um, that's no longer on your level. You walk through that door, and this higher reality takes you takes you through the door. And so we understand that ha- that has to come through the Avaita of Yid before the Geula, before the Geula, and everybody on his own level. Step after step after step, level after level. Why? And here's the clincher. In, why do we need step-by-step, everybody on his own level, everybody through his own advisor who takes him in his own unique, on his own unique journey to sync up his deepest truth with Torah truth? Why step-by-step? 
why custom design for you? In order to make you and prepare you, to prepare you to be and make you into a fitting vessel to receive the revelations of Yemais Mashiach. These very lofty uh, revelations of of Mashiach times are ready to come down. They need a vessel. You need the vessel. They want to come down to you and me and, and all the you's and all the needs. And then we illuminate the whole world. We need to make a vessel. We need to become a fitting vessel for this. And therefore, we know that the whole, the completion of Yemaisa Mashiach depends on what we do now. And all the revelations from above come in a way of Mida connected Mida, that our Avaida has to be, what we're doing now has to be a taste of what we're drawing down. What we're drawing down. And we become an, a kiripnimi. We become, we develop a very deep inward vessel for what we're drawing down. So, in our case, it's understood. If, in order to receive Ashiva in order to receive this very lofty, uh, prophetic reality that's coming into the world, where we, where the Navi says, restore your shaitan and your, your atan. In order for us to live, to step into that reality, where we'll have the shaitan and your atan, we'll have the rule givers and the advisors working together in Mashiach time, we need to begin that now. Right now. We need to begin putting those two together right now. Being the advisors of the world and having advisors for ourselves. So how do we do it? Make sure that our Yiddishkeit is in both ways. Shashayach, Av To accept the higher truth of Tayyar. In a way of And also to do it in a way of Yodzayach. That all of these Hairaz of Tyra should come into us in a very deep inner way, a pneumistic way, as if it was just a, a advice, as if it's advice, custom designed for us. And how do we do it? We do it by being led in this generation by the shaifat of the generation, the yayat of the generation, and the navi of the generation. The nati adar. He is the one in this generation who uniquely can fulfill all of those roles and enable us to do all of this. A lot of lofty stuff bring down, being brought down in a very, hopefully, grounded way. He's the only one who can take us on that journey. And, and as it says, Shaitan, the Shaitan, Rachel, you have a Shaitan and a Shaitan in all your gates. It's a basic decree. It's a basic command in all places, in all times in history, even now. As it says, Come to the shaifet that will be in those days. And he will tell you what you have to do. 
and do what he tells you to do. And who is this? With this, we're going to end off. Who is this? As it says, There is such a shaykhet. There is such a leader in every single generation who is the one who leads the world in this direction. And we take him as seriously as we did take Shmuel and Navi in his generation and Maishar Benu in his generation and the Nathiyadar in our generation. We take them as seriously. And the completion of all of this, when you have a shaykhet and a chacham, is he gives us advice in our everyday lives. Or in addition to being a shaykhet and a rav and a mayra showing us the way in our generation, he also does it in a way as an advisor. He gives us aches, he gives us ways, and he empowers us to advise each other how to move forward. And when we listen, and this is the end here, when we follow the shaykhet, the rav, the mayra, they give the halakhas. And when we follow the yayat, who enables us to make it deeply inward, when we follow all of this as a combination, so that we should have Ashiva go back to your shaykhet, yours, they will become your laws because the advisor will become your advisor who is there for you. And he will make it work so that in a way that you look at these laws and you don't say, what are these laws, some external laws? You will feel that they are yours, that they are your very blood and flesh and blood and your very life. The very air you breathe will be one with these laws. You won't feel like there's some laws that some guy made up and these religious people keep these weird laws you will feel like they're your very air that you breathe. Maybe that's why, you know, the whole issue with the lungs. To feel that the very, as the Rebbe said, and it's so powerful, that from the first moment that you open your eyes in the morning, you want to experience the air that you're breathing is the air of Mashiach. And so in order for us to prepare our lungs, which were targeted by the virus and it should be all finished now, please God, in order to experience that the air that you breathe from the first minute you open your eyes is the air of Mashiach. You want to interface the air of Mashiach with your very lungs. And from the from your lungs then it goes into your bloodstream and the, the oxygen from your lungs then goes into your blood and all that other stuff. It becomes part of your very system, part of who you are. You want to be, you want to experience this and feel it by following the shaykhat of the generation and following the advisor of the generation and, and following all of this and syncing it up with who you are. And therefore, we're going to see in the next, which we're not going to do now, how this syncs up with the idea of prophecy coming back in these generations and how each of us becomes a beacon of light. A beacon of light that is here to usher in the light of Mashiach to the entire world. May we find ourselves in the base of English Ashlishi immediately now.